This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The liturgical scripture readings for the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of the prophet Zechariah. Thus says the Lord, Rejoice heartily, O daughter of Zion. Shout for joy, O daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king shall come to you. A just savior is he, meek and riding on an ass, on a colt, the foal of an ass. He shall banish the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. The warrior's bow shall be banished, and he shall proclaim peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. I will extol you, O my God and King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day will I bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Let all your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. The Lord is faithful in all his words and holy in all his works. The Lord lifts up those who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, you are not in the flesh. On the contrary, you are in the Spirit, if only the Spirit of God dwells in you. Whoever does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. If the Spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also, through his Spirit that dwells in you. Consequently, brothers and sisters, you are not debitors to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. For although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the little ones. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy, and my burden light. 
the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. On this 14th Sunday of Ordinary Time, as we slide into July, I'd like to welcome back my children, Colleen and Eamon, to the commentary. Hello. Great to be back. And we're, we're excited to have you folks all July, all five Sundays of July. And uh, since I have you here, again, I want to continue what we started last week, which is really focusing on the importance of Catholic education, a very orthodox education for our families these days. And we're going to go ahead and have a Catholic education minute at the beginning of each segment. And I've picked out a question for you two. So the question for this week is, how has a Catholic education impacted your life? Well, it's offered uh, more of a positive outlook on life. One aspect is that I had actual apologetics classes in my schooling. So that helps um, to look at the world and recognize that man is made in the image and likeness of God. And our duty is to evangelize despite all the depraved things in our modern society today. There still is a lot of good. A lot of good. A lot of good. Colleen. Yeah. So, um, you know, Catholic education, the combination of faith and education uh, has really been the foundation of my life because that's that's how God intended it. It's just, you know, education, faith, they're, they're not conflicting. Mm-hmm. They're the same. Um, and through that, I'm able to take what I've learned and apply it to every aspect of my life. So I'm a computer science major, minor in art. And through my art, I've seen the beauty of creating with the assistance of God beautiful artworks that reflect God's presence in our world. And even with CS, even though it's computers that you know humans have entirely made, it's not natural, it shows the logic behind everything in God's plan and human development. Yeah, and how important we need those sorts of aspects in our lives and our society today. Yeah, amen to that. Thank you for sharing that. Well, today's first reading is from the uh, prophet Zechariah. So you only hear actually Zechariah twice in the three-year cycle. Uh, year A, which we're in now, and then year C. And I'd like to give just a little bit of a background since we don't hear from him too often. He was a priest and he shows special attention to the temple. And the main theme of his prophecy is rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem. So folks may remember in 587 BC, there was the uh, Babylonians had conquered and destroyed Jerusalem and the surrounding towns of Judah. And there was the Babylonian exile. In 539, uh, the Persians under Cyrus had conquered the Babylonians and then Cyrus allowed him, allowed the Jews to go back and rebuild the temple. So in about 520 BC, God raised up the prophets Haggai and Zechariah that we read from today to give the people heart and urge them to finish the temple. And the reason why that is, is because the temple localizes and gives a certain visibility to the presence of God in the midst of his people. And you even see that today, the church as that gospel in stone that we see today. Well, the, the temple was finished in 515 BC, and uh, that's where we pick up some of these uh, readings today is really a vision of the future. Yes, and one of the key points of this reading is how he says, a just savior is he, meek and running, riding on an ass. And that just really says like, wow, he's meek and he's on an ass. Like that's a a donkey and a farm animal it's so ordinary and meek you just feel it feels like the similar to the words of poor weak lowly like how the heck is a savior gonna come from something so ordinary and yet 
He says his dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river and to the ends of the earth. It's just going to have such a huge impact that it's going to be all over the place. Yeah. And, and what you bring up, I think, today is those understandings of those words are what we see today. Now, if you take this back traditionally in the historical context, uh, meek meant strength under control. And the donkey was very important because kings and Romans rode horses, princes rode donkeys. So from the historical context, we see that this prophesied king is a person of power and authority, and he is going to bring peace. And we know that because we will see him ride in on a donkey. And of course, that's what we see before the passion and death and resurrection of our Lord. So this needs to make sure what we make, we use those words or at least understand them in that traditional context, because we certainly have sort of perverted and changed those meanings today. Yeah. Well said. Thank you for that. Well, in our second reading today, we are actually going to read five Sundays in a row in Romans chapter eight, the 14th through the 18th uh, Sundays in Ordinary Time. So I really want to encourage our listeners to pull out scripture, read Romans 8 in its entirety, and that's really going to set that idea of life in the spirit that we're going to go ahead and delve into in uh, for the rest of this month. Mm-hmm. And it really points out uh, how we're just not a body, but we're also not just a soul. We are a soul-body unison, and that's unique compared to all the angels and the other creatures God created. But if we live only by the body, that only leads to death. So we have to live also in the spirit, which is God, so we can gain eternal life. And he also, Jesus, um, pulls the Old Testament law straight from the external and applies it to our internal life as well. Yeah, and, and I think you bring up a really good point here. Is As humans, we are both flesh and spirit. And the question then becomes, which one is going to guide us? Are we going to be guided by the flesh? Or are we going to be guided by the spirit? And I think the important thing to really note here is if you live according to the flesh, you let yourself be defeated. Now, oftentimes we, we stumble, we fall, and that's why we have confession to bring us back to that life in the spirit. But it's the important part of not giving up. And, and when we make those mistakes to pick ourselves up, to try and live by the spirit, because if we're controlled by our passions, we begin to use people instead of love them, right? We can use things, but we need to love people. So the question to us three today, to our listeners, is you know, how are we going to live our life? Because there are eternal ramifications to our decisions and the way we live our lives today. Well, in the gospel today, we hear from the gospel according to Matthew. Yes, exactly. And this reading speaks upon Christ's yoke. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But what does that mean? You know, Christ's burden on earth is most certainly not easy. Uh, You know, sometimes I want that oatmeal cookie. Right. (laughs) Without the raisins, though. Sorry. However, what's the labor that we are burdened with that Christ speaks of? Well, it's the longing desire for God and man's heart. That's what we try to fill this void with leading things of this world, like oatmeal cookies. However, if we follow God, the yoke will be light for Christ will be within us. That's the point of this reading. Going against God is a lot harder than going with God. The only question remains is when are we going to start being Christ-centric and start following him? Mm, yeah, very true. And notice that he uh, goes ahead and reveals things to the little ones. I think oftentimes 
um, there are some, and many of us, and even all of us probably at some point, we try to make things complicated, maybe to in order to uh, justify our behavior. <laughs> but God reveals these things to the little ones, meaning the simple. Remember, and he gives us, I would say, fairly simple things in order to live our lives. What are those guidelines or guide those rails that we have to live by, right? The 10 commandments, the eight beatitudes, right? He doesn't give some huge theological discord. He makes it very simple for us to really understand. So, you know, it's not necessarily following Christ is not necessarily easy, but I do think it is simple. And if we kind of go back again to last week, when we had to die to ourselves to live in Christ, if we continue to use the commandments and the Beatitudes, those are ways that we can live our lives. Because remember at the time, back in Matthew 20, or I guess forward in Matthew 23, the Pharisees were binding heavy burdens on their subjects, but were not willing to help. And I think, Amen, as you brought up, you know, that yoke is easy, the burden light. You know, that yoke being easy, it's it's a well-fitted sort of, of um, yoke. And again, remember, oxen yoke are fit for two, right? So you're never doing this by yourself. Uh, back Even back in Sirach chapter 51, put your neck under the yoke and receive instruction. So I think it's a beautiful thing if you think about being yoked as two, you with Christ, and receive his instruction, how important that is. And then, of course, the burden is like Christ is always with you and always willing to walk with you. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.